My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Monday. I actually had planned for this week's episode to be on a totally different topic. And then last minute, I changed my mind. And this topic is very timely because today I want to talk to you guys about what do you do when your plans change? The truth is we have all gotten really good at adapting over these last few years. And I don't think we even give ourselves enough credit for that. If you're listening, and especially if you're a mom, The amount of times we've had to pivot and adjust our personal or professional plans because of talk of impending weather or an actual weather disaster, COVID, potential COVID, power outages, building leaks, et cetera, et cetera. But it's insane. I seriously feel slightly on edge anytime I make plans now because I just know the probability of something changing with my kids and completely derailing my plans is so, so likely. In fact, I'm pleasantly surprised now when my plans don't change. And if you ever experience a change of plans and you feel in your body like it, you react like it is catastrophic, I want to just normalize that feeling first of all and give you a little bit of brain science about what is going on. Because the truth is, it doesn't matter who you are. All of our brains are designed to keep us safe. And it does that by seeking pleasure right? Seeking things that make us feel good, avoiding pain, avoiding the things that harm us or hurt us, and conserving energy. And one of the ways your brain conserves energy is it really likes to seek out things that are certain. It really likes things that are familiar. So anytime there's a change, whether it's a change that we are actively seeking and embracing, or it's a change that we didn't expect, right? Like a change in plans that caught us off guard. Either way, a change is seen as danger. So it makes complete sense why a change, while it might be small, seems like life or death to us, because to your brain, to your brain, from an evolutionary standpoint, change is life or death. So before I move on with this episode, I really want to reiterate that nothing is wrong with you if you don't like change. As I'm recording this, my family has had to pivot and adjust once again. We had to cancel a snowboarding trip we planned for my oldest son out to Park City, Utah with his best friend because, well, I'll give you one guess. (laughs) Yep, he got the vid two days before. And I really don't care where you stand on the virus politics. We can all agree COVID has outstayed its welcome, and I am really, really over it. And I feel so bad for my buddy. And I've told him this like a million times already, but I want to scream it from the rooftops. 
He is my inspiration for how I want to handle when plans, how I want to handle my life when plans change. He has handled it with so much grace, so much compassion, so much like it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, So I'm just going to move on. And this is on top of him not feeling the greatest. So buddy, if you ever pick up the your phone and listen to my podcast, I am unbelievably proud of you. So that, that's a little bit about why I'm so inclined to talk about this. But I also know just from talking to all of you guys and, and having the conversations I'm having, whether it's um, in a coaching session or on social media or via my email or on the phone, um, we all experience this on a daily basis. Our plans change. And for some of us, when plans change, it completely derails us and it's really, really hard to kind of get back on track. So I want to dive into this topic. And I hope you always remember that a change in plans can absolutely challenge you. It can challenge you, but it doesn't have to change you. It doesn't have to change your state of being. It doesn't have to change your intention for the day. It doesn't have to change where you want to go with your life. And I wish I had a five-step process or a magical recipe so that you would never experience change. But the truth is change is here to stay. It actually is the only thing that will not change. And I'm really hoping these steps I'm going to walk you through is going to make the process of change so much easier. So here we go. Let's give you four steps to help you manage a change, specifically a change in plans. So the first step to processing a change in plans is to acknowledge and accept however you feel. And acknowledge and accept however you really feel. (laughs) Not how you want to feel, but how you really feel. There's this push in the self-growth world for choosing gratitude and joy no matter what your external circumstances are. I am all for choosing these emotions. I am all for seeking these high vibrational states no matter what is going on outside of you. However, it does not mean that you bypass how you actually feel in the moment. I think we skip this step, and truthfully, I believe it's one of the most important. So how do you feel? I know some of you guys have experienced some really big losses over the last two years. Canceled plans, rearranging of plans, delayed plans. Some of the women I've spoken with have missed family reunions, weddings, birthdays, family trips, graduations, proms, and the list goes on. And a lot of these events cannot be postponed. They can't be repeated. So there really is, in a way, kind of like a grieving process that I believe needs to be walked through if you truly want to come out on the other side with more gratitude and joy than you did before. I know for me currently, dealing with our current change in plans, I'm angry, sad, disappointed. I even notice a little guilt. Like, did I bring home the virus? Am I the reason he can't go? However, even though like logically in my head, I know that none of those emotions are really quote unquote useful, it is how I was feeling in the moment. So I want to just start with saying, however you're feeling, it really is okay. It is not good or bad because our emotions are not good or bad. Our emotions are neutral. They really are simply information. We, we actually, in my living room, we have this big, um, framed picture that says, come as you are. And what it means, my kids know it when when they see it, it means it's okay for you to be in a bad mood. You're still welcome. You can't take your mood out on other people. And you also don't want to stay in your mood, but truly come as you are. 
So acknowledge how you feel is step one. Step two is actually feel it. So for this one, I want to give you guys a definition of emotions. And again, I wasn't planning to cover this in this episode this week, but (laughs) plans change. So emotions literally are energy in motion. And this means it's energy that must run through your body. So when I hear this, I know two things. First, every emotion, as long as I don't resist it, will come into my body and then it will go. It will pass. Resisting, we're trying to fix, we're numbing it. It's what perpetuates the emotion in our life. It's like that a loud, loud toddler that we just keep ignoring. And what happens? If we ignore the toddler long enough, it will just get louder. It's the same thing with our emotions. You can't ignore the energy that is screaming to run through your body. I know some emotions are unknown and scary. And a lot of the fear is that if we acknowledge, for example, in this case, if we acknowledge our disappointment or our sadness, you know, the fear is that we're never going to come back from that. And we just want to stay positive. But the, the very nature of emotion tells us that this isn't true. Emotions, like all things in human nature, they rise and they fall. They are constantly changing as long as we don't interrupt the natural process. So feel your emotions. Secondly, every emotion wants to be expressed. So the expression is what helps you move it through your body. So do you need to cry? Do you need to write an FU letter? Oh, that's funny, because in my case, I would be writing an FU letter to COVID. But I actually might do that. (laughs) Do you need to run? Do you need to dance it out? My kids all know, and they have in their tool belt, if they are angry, They can go upstairs and they can scream into a pillow. They can go into the woods and throw a rock against a tree. They can go downstairs and hit a pillow or our punching bag. These are all healthy and necessary ways to release those emotions and to complete the stress response. So when our plans change, we absolutely are getting thrown into a stress response. So express it however you need to express that emotion. And again, I want to just preface this, you know, I've I've said this before that my coaching is very holistic. I really believe in a mind-body approach. And a lot of times we just try to think positively. (laughs) We just try to, we tell our kids to just get over it and think positively. And we're trying to just think positively, but we completely disregard that our body is screaming to express an emotion. So make sure you're processing and regulating your emotions first. And then I promise you, once you can do that, those positive thoughts you're trying to believe, the the positive spin on, on how it's okay that these plans changed, it will like stick so much more, if that makes sense. So step three, focus on what is in your control. When our plans change, we are quick to focus on what we can't control and then we obsess over it. So in my case, a trip is canceled because of a virus I really had no control over. And so I could spend hours upon hours, you know, obsessing over where he got it, over now the quarantine rules, over we're all under one roof, just all over all the stuff that I have no control over. And trust me, I used to be somebody that would focus on what is out of my control. And honestly, it just made me show up feeling out of control. So now I decided to focus on the things that I could control. And what's in my control is where I place my energy and my attention and my expectations for this time. 
So even though plans have changed, even though my kids are now being homeschooled, we're working from home, we're all under one roof, the house is a wreck, I can still control my energy. I think sometimes we use situations like COVID, for example. Um, Obviously, if you are the one that's sick and you need to give your body rest, right? Like you need to give your body what it needs. But in this particular case, I have no symptoms. I feel totally fine. I don't need to let it all go, let all my healthy habits out the window just because my plans have changed. So really focusing on my actual physical energy and then where I was putting my energy. That was all within my control. The other thing I can control is my expectations. So as soon as our plans changed, my husband and I had a meeting and we really got to discuss um, our expectations for you know, the, this quarantine time, our expectations for one another, expectations for our kids. Um, and we really got to kind of express a little bit of our own needs. We both expressed a desire to be together as a family and have some fun, creative moments, and also a desire and a need to have some alone time to kind of recharge. And then we had a family meeting with the kids and we reminded them, well, first of all, we caught everybody up to speed and what the quarantine rules were. And, you know, what the new plan was because we were going into a weekend and it was going to look differently. And, and when it came to our expectations for this time, we really tried to lower it. We set the expectation that every, not every day is going to be fun. We're going to have some really fun moments and then we're going to have some really boring moments and some moments of frustration. And it's, it's all kind of just part of the gig. But I always feel like when we, when you can set those expectations ahead of time, it lessens the blow when it shows up. So we tried to lower the bar, right? We lowered the bar on everybody needs to pull their weight around the house. But me as a mom, I totally lowered my expectations on maintaining a clean house. We lowered our expectation on everybody being happy all the time. We knew that that was just not, you know, not realistic for the situation. And step four, fully be present. And I thought this was a really important step because we've kind of uh, we've kind of talked about this that it it is really easy to focus on what we can't control. And the number one thing we can't control is what has happened, what has changed, right? Um Byron Katie, one of my favorite authors says the greatest thing about the past is that it's over. And so the plans that we had yesterday if they're no longer um coming to fruition again we don't just bypass it and think positive, right? We go through steps one through three. We really fully feel whatever we're feeling. It's okay. But then we get to this, if you can do that, you get to this place where you you fully get to be present with what is. And that is where the magic happens because here's the coolest part about the present moment. There is no change of plans in the present moment because whatever plans are occurring are what was always supposed to happen. And you have two choices, no matter what your beliefs are, you can choose to think they weren't supposed to happen this way and you should be going you should be doing something else you should be experiencing something else and that really just perpetuates suffering or you can choose to be fully present and admit although these plans are different although this is not how you expected things to turn out it is what it is and now what now you get to focus on what comes next So when you can learn and master being fully present, 
what it does is it takes you out of getting stuck in the past. It takes you out of your stories, out of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and you now get to land in this magical place of really just acceptance, of accepting whatever is currently going on. And so I know a change of plans is not easy, but I really do believe we can handle change. We really can. In fact, things are changing all the time all around us. It's only when things change in a certain way that we weren't expecting or in a certain way that we deem bad that we actually give attention to it. But you guys are so unbelievably adaptable and you don't, you really don't, like I said in the beginning, give yourself enough credit. Everything changes. Everything from who you are today is going to change. Everything from how you're feeling is going to change. What you're thinking, it's always changing. And so learning to embrace change, learning to acknowledge how we're feeling, learning to feel those feelings, focus on what you can control and master becoming fully present. You're going to become a pro at handling change. And if life's always changing and you learn how to embrace change, you're going to be unstoppable. You really are. You're going to be unstoppable and you're going to be able to show up in situations like this with so much grace and compassion for both yourself and for all those involved. So let's all commit to practicing this process when, not if, but when we experience change in our plans. So for all of my note takers or for all of my listeners who skipped ahead for the cliff note version, the four steps to managing and moving through a change in plans in a really healthy and powerful way are to first acknowledge how you really feel. Second, feel the feeling. Third, focus on what you can control. And fourth, be fully present to what is. Okay, guys, I hope that was helpful. Um, I hope you guys can save this podcast and maybe come back to it when you're experiencing your own personal journey and change. And as always, I'm available to be your coach and to walk alongside you as you experience change in your own life, because change is not easy. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes below that you can click at any time to book a free discovery call with me. On this call, we're going to really discover what it is that you want to be experiencing and what's been stopping you. And I'm going to show you that no matter what is going on, no matter what change you're walking through, no matter what is happening in your external world, with the right tools, you are always, always in charge of your experience.